Are you new to teaching elementary music or do you feel like you're just spinning your wheels every day in your classroom? Maybe you're overwhelmed and honestly just don't know where to go for advice and mentorship. Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you teach your students by using your unique personality and teaching style. In this podcast, you'll find helpful tips, strategies, and ideas that will help you kick that stress to the curb and begin teaching music with confidence. Let's get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I am so excited about this episode because I am being joined today by three of my amazing Harmony members. And so I'm just going to let them one by one introduce themselves and tell you how they became an elementary music teacher and maybe even their favorite thing about being a music teacher. And then we're going to dive in with some questions today. So Justin, I'll go ahead and start with you. Well, I just want to say thanks for inviting me. It's it's a privilege to be here. Um, this is my first year teaching elementary music. I started off my career uh, as a band director and did that for three years with high school and junior high. And then um, after I finished my graduate degree, my wife and I, we were really underwater in student loan debt. And so um, I auditioned for the U.S. Army Band and uh, was accepted, and so I did that for five years, was active duty, was stationed outside of Seattle for a couple of years, and then in Oklahoma, I'm originally from Oklahoma, and um, then after we started having kids, decided to come back to teaching, taught another three years as band director, and then uh, at that point, we started... As our family was growing, I realized I needed to be home more than I was going to be able to as a high school band director. And so um, I took a step back and uh, Mm. decided to teach elementary music. And so that's kind of why I made that shift. And that's why I started off this year doing that. Awesome. Autumn, what about you? What's your journey like in becoming an elementary music teacher? I've been an elementary music teacher for 10 years. And I've always worked in the same district. When I started teaching, I kind of got thrown into my position at semester and really had to pick up where the previous teacher had left off. I taught at three different schools during my first five months of teaching, and that was very stressful. But I eventually got a good support system and found my way to a consistent schedule and I'm finally at one building and I love my job. I love the relationships I get to keep with the kids and getting to to know them over six years. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And Lauren, what about you? What is your journey in becoming a music teacher like? Well, I always loved to sing and my grandmother was a music teacher and music just made a very big difference in my life. Um, So I just wanted to pass that on and I wouldn't want to teach anything but elementary. I do teach pre-K through eighth because my whole building, you know, the building includes all of those grades, but I just really like teaching elementary level. And one thing that I really like is trying to connect with the individual students. Um, If I could skip ahead a little bit, now that we're doing distance learning, I connected with a few more students today than I have all week in terms of actually speaking with them. Mm -hmm. And 
one of them, uh, he hopped on the call, a fifth grade boy, he was the only person to, to get in the meeting. And I was able to help him one-on-one -on -one, and it was just, it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that was really good for your heart. Mm -hmm, uh, exactly. Yeah, totally. So I want to ask, um, I know your stories, but people listening do not. And so I want to know, why did you choose to join Harmony? And at the time of this recording, how long have you been a member? So Autumn, I'm going to start with you because Autumn is a founding member. So I would love to know what was your decision in deciding to join? When I decided to join, I had been thinking about what Jessica had been sharing on Instagram regarding her support for elementary music teachers. And I thought, well, it can't hurt to get help from any place. And I was really interested in how she's making a personal connection and really supporting us through this. And I think I've been a part of Harmony for this entire 2019-2020 school year. Yeah. And it was really fun to see how many different resources you give to us and just being able to pick and choose and use those in our own way. Awesome. So yeah, so as a founding member, you joined before the thing was even created. Was that a little nerve wracking to you? <laughs> it was. And I remember emailing back and forth and just making sure I was checking the right boxes and doing the right thing. And I, I just really enjoy that we found this community and we've been able to connect with other teachers from different parts of the United States and all over the world. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you because founding members, um, 13 of you helped me build out the membership site and really tell me what you needed inside of it. So yes, having you a part of that was incredible. So Justin, what about you? What, how did you find out about Harmony and what was your deciding factor in, you know, just deciding to join? You know, it's, that's a really interesting question because whenever, when, whenever I was talking with my wife and we were kind of making this decision that I was going to take a step away from band directing and, and try to find an elementary music job, you know, she asked me, she said, well, do you have anybody you can talk to? And I said, no, I don't. Like a lot of my friends were, uh, that were music majors were band directors. Some of them are professional performers and a few mm -hmm. of them I'm sure are elementary music teachers, but not any that I had kind of, you know, at my fingertips. Right. And so I actually got on uh, Google and was looking for podcasts because I thought, well, surely somebody has a podcast about elementary music that's got, you know, resources and people and community. Because basically what I was looking for is, is everything that it provides. But I knew that I needed to get connected with people who speak the language. I yeah. needed to get connected with people who are utilizing the resources all the time who have already made some mistakes and I need to find out what not to do my first year coming in. And even though I had been a teacher for six years before, uh, you know, elementary music is so different from junior high and high school. And I've used this comparison a lot that I feel like I'm a mechanic that's worked on like this kind of car. And then they're like, okay, now try this car. I'm like, but this is a different car and my tools are different than what I need to use mm. for this car, but I know about fixing cars. So that's kind of the, the analogy that I've used, but it really came down to, it was, I think in like late March or early April of last year. So really close to a little over a year ago. And I started listening to the podcast because my drive 
was about 25 minutes one way the okay. school I was teaching at. So it was a perfect opportunity for me to just start going through those pod, podcasts one episode at a time. And uh, that's kind of where I, I really started to realize, hey, you know, Jessica's kind of got this thing going on that's really good. And now she's starting up this harmony class and, or this uh, group. I need to be a part of that. Awesome. Yeah. And so while I have you, what I really, one of the things about harmony, I think is neat. Well, a lot of it is neat, but like one of the things I do love is how there's music teachers from all different backgrounds um, that got into elementary music. It's not just um, graduated with a teaching degree and then got into elementary music right away. There's several teachers in the group who um, I actually know one this year who was just a piano teacher and one of the, uh, her principal found out and was like, oh, we need a music teacher. Can you do it? And she's like, I am lost. <laughs> like, what do I do? But yeah, don't you, I just think it's cool because when you're in the group and when you're in the Facebook group, connecting with so many different teachers and seeing their backgrounds and seeing um, you're kind of like our designated upper, you know, secondary teacher that I'm kind of like, why don't you ask Justin about that? Like he's got some band experience, but yeah. Isn't that kind of neat to see? Do you feel? Oh, sure. And you know, it's, it's definitely been not just a challenge with the obvious things, but there are, there are other times where, uh, you know, I have to kind of like reason with myself a little bit. It's like, mm -hmm. what am I doing well right now? And where do I need to kind of fill a gap or where do I, where, where do I feel like I'm struggling? What are the right questions for me to ask right now? You know, yeah. what, you know, like as far as whether it's resources from the people mm -hmm. or like tangible resources, like what are some, cause whenever I first came into it, I was like, man, what are we going to do? Like seeing old McDonald had a farm, you know? And so then whenever, <laughs> whenever I started, you know, as band director, it's like, I, I had all of these, you know, you've got things for contests, you've got solos and ensembles, you've got on it, you know, you've got all of these things to pick from. And I was mm -hmm. coming in and I was like, Oh man, I am lost in the sauce. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, for me, I just needed to, like I said earlier, be around people who were speaking the language, who had been doing it and find out as much as I could and try to just soak it all up as fast as I could. Yeah. So I didn't come across like, oh, hi, everybody. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. definitely wanted to make a, you know, a, a good confident impression whenever I first started. So. Yeah, I love that. And so Lauren, I love, like I just said, there's a lot of different teachers inside of Harmony and you, like you just said, are pre-K through eighth. And so there's teachers like that who teach all the way through um, 12 or teach elementary and middle or just elementary. And so there's like, it's, it's a smorgasbord if that's even a word. <laughs> so Lauren, what was your decision what was your deciding factor in joining Harmony and how long have you been a member at the time of this recording? Well, I've actually been teaching for almost 16 years, um, but I'm in a bit of a different situation for the past eight, just really inner city, completely unlike where I taught before, mm -hmm. um, just different type of students. And I joined, I think right at the beginning of January, maybe the very end of December. So over the break when I was, you know, having some time at home and kind of reassessing how can I make this a little easier for myself? Because hmm. my commute is an hour each way. And then I have, I, I always say, I wish I had either the job I had with a reasonable commute or a long commute with a reasonable job. <laughs> because yeah. it's just very, very stressful and I stay late and I feel like, you know, maybe I didn't need to reinvent the wheel all the time. And 
I actually did not expect as much support um, as you give. I thought, well, what do I have to lose? I can try it and see what it's all about. And I can't even begin to tap into all your resources. I just come as needed when I'm looking for new ideas or when I have time to browse and, you know, it's helpful. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. No, that really blesses my heart because we talk about this a lot in harmony where everybody's teaching journey is different and every it's comparing yourself is like comparing an apple to an orange because that's how I felt teaching in the inner city schools. It was very, um, I got so much out of workshops, but it was also, I knew a lot of that would not resonate with my students. So it's, it's like you just said, taking what you need because you know, your students, no one else does. And then using what will work with them or adapting it to work with your students. Um, yeah. So I love that you said that. So I want to know from any of you, uh, did you try other things online to kind of help you gain momentum with elementary music teaching? And you don't need to name what they are, but if so, um, what were kind of the frustrations behind that? And then also, have you noticed a difference in your teaching since joining Harmony? I know that was kind of like four questions in one, but just exploring any of the things I just asked anybody can feel free to just answer how you, how you feel. I think we all just naturally turn to Google and Pinterest, but it's so much more meaningful to have actual people to collaborate with. And those of us who work in a larger district, we might have the opportunity to collaborate with several other people within our district. And those who teach in smaller schools might not have those opportunities. And I think that's a really good reason to join Harmony is the opportunities for collaboration and sharing ideas and just leaning on each other for support. Yeah, that's good. So Adam, have you noticed a difference in your teaching since joining? Yes, I have. I've noticed that I'm almost more resourceful because I print everything that you've sent us Mm -hmm. and have it all laid out to choose from. And even though I do the same thing with a few different grade levels, I can make them fit the different grade levels by switching a few things up and maybe using a few things that I have in addition to what you've provided us. And it's helped just seeing it all out there and having so much to choose from. Yeah. And one of the bonus resources too, is you can use, um, and I tell you guys that use Harmony resources or your own And then there's a resource in there. I think I called it the lesson plan tracker. And wow, I don't even remember what I called it. But yeah, where you can kind of lay out what you're using and what you pull from there and then kind of, you know, plug and play and figure out what you're going to use. And so the whole point of it is to just organize your teaching better and to know what you're teaching and where you're pulling it from. So you're not overwhelmed. So I love that you said that. So Justin or Lauren, what about you? Have you tried other things? Was it frustrating? Did you feel like you're kind of spinning your wheels before you became a member? I actually didn't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sure. Um, I have done uh, one of one group that has had immersive workshops of several days. Actually, gone and stayed there and been a part of that. And it was helpful, but I felt like some of it didn't totally apply to me. And I, um, you know, I took what I could from it, and I enjoyed it a lot. 
uh, and I've also gone online to another group and done some in-person workshops, but mm-hmm. I was just looking for more ideas and what would work with my students. Um, again, I feel like I can sort of pick and choose and I think they're benefiting yeah. from having different things happening. I really mm-hmm. like the cultural aspect that you provide because we have students from all different backgrounds. We have a lot of students from Brazil, a lot of Portuguese and Spanish and Haitian speaking students um, or French Creole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm just sort of starting to get into that uh, aspect of providing more cultures uh, because I haven't been around in the group too long. The yeah. other thing is that I feel like I'm being a little more intentional. Now, of course, everything changed because we're not in the school building, but right. I'm being a little more intentional about trying to know where I'm going next long-term, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I was always, always felt like I was really good at lesson planning, but then when I hit the inner city schools, it was just a matter of survival and you know you don't you still want them to learn um you know you want them to be excited about it and you want them to progress from year to year and i do have a colleague in the building but that kind of changes that's changed a few times and so we don't really collaborate a whole bunch so i I do feel in we just have very different approaches. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of on my own, even though I do have a colleague in the building and I have another colleague who does just band a couple yeah. days a week. Um, we're all full time, but we're split up between buildings sometimes. So I'm just trying to get a, a broader sense. And I think you're really good at sort of piecing it all together and letting us know where we're going or having us think more intentionally about that. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So Justin, what about you? What were you gonna say? Yeah, so for me, I I had kind of made the decision, well, my, my wife and I had made the decision, you know, kind of in March. Um, mm-hmm. It was right around spring break of last year, whenever we we're like, you know, this is probably not going to be sustainable for us long term, talking about the schedule of high school band and young kids at home and a longer commute and um, everything. And so whenever I started listening to your podcasts, I started not only not only getting like these ideas of uh, different things to to do in the classroom, but I also started getting exposure to people who are uh, doing those things everywhere else. And like guys like David Rowe, I had never even heard of him or mm-hmm. or, or other people who do things like that. Yeah. And so um, whenever I really started kind of digging in a little bit, I started tapping into all the resources that were available. And one thing that I really love about the Harmony package is that like we used to call the guys who try to sell these programs like band in a box. Like you just try to put everything all together and just hand it over. And it's like you unwrap the package and boom, it's done. And, (laughs) you know, like you don't have to do it, you know, and it's, we would, you know, kind of make fun of the guys who would think that that was an effective way to teach. And so whenever I started kind of digging into the resources and then listening to the others who are part of the community and listening to the others that you would bring in on the podcast and different things like that. It was very much like, this is, this is a very well-rounded toolkit Mm -hmm. and I can take what I need. And if there's something that won't work, whether it's for um, 
or whether it's because like a, a certain activity doesn't fit my personality. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it took me kind of messing that up a couple of times before I thought, oh, well, I don't really have to do that because that's, that's just not me so much. But then there are other things that I'm like, oh, I, I can do that. So I felt a little bit of freedom to be mm-hmm. creative. I'm a huge Jim Henson fan. So whenever, you know, mm-hmm. the idea of like using puppets in class, I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally do that. Yeah. And so I got the googly eyes and I had Mr. Handyman show up and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, wow, that's so fun. I mean, kindergarten and first grade, my sixth graders wouldn't like it that much. <laughs> Um, You'd be surprised though. Yeah, would. and that's true. <laughs> but it it gave me a lot of freedom to use what was in that toolkit, whether it's the resources or the other people who were uh, involved in, in the program. And it really, it really just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of gave me that push to be okay with myself mm-hmm. and with my personality and what's going to work for me. And you know, this is my first year yeah. doing this age group. So, I mean, every day is new. And then next year being able to look at the cycle of a year through much different eyes than what I was able to this year. But a big part of uh, my beginning success, I would really attribute to the tools and resources that were available to me through through Harmony. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's so true because, I mean, I remember being at workshops or different trainings and things and trying to implement every single thing I learned and feeling overwhelmed. Like, how am I supposed to fit 400 activities into one school year and just be like, feel defeated. Like, how are people doing this? And then I think, you know, because conversations aren't had a lot. And that was one of my big things with this membership site is I want to keep conversations going because I think it's important Um, because a lot of times you're just wondering, or you're just assuming things that's not true. And so one thing I assumed was, music teachers are getting through all the things like they're getting this book, this book, all the books you get and all the resources and all the trainings they are getting through all of it, but it's not true. And so like you said, Justin is figuring out what your teaching style is. What are you comfortable doing? And if there's an idea I present that you're like, that's not going to work with my kids. That's fine. You find what works for you. You adapt it. You figure it out. It's like trial and error. And we talk about that a lot in the group too. It's like, you're going to try things that are total bomb and you're going to try things that you think won't work. And then your kids are going to be like, Oh my God, that was amazing. And you're like, what? How? You know, it's it's just, it just depends. Um, I would love to know from you guys something, if you can name one thing that is your favorite part of the membership site, you guys have all touched on the community. So maybe that's it, but what would, if you could name a favorite part of the membership site, what would that be? Lauren, why don't we start with you this time? I'm not that familiar with it yet, I have to say. I couldn't describe exactly what the parts are, but I go there mm. looking for inspiration. Um, I kind you know, I think about what I want to focus on, what I want the kids to learn, what I want the kids to experience. And then I go there and say, oh, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of me to just think about it all on my own when the whole rest of my life is going on. Right. Yeah. So if you're too busy a week to plan, then you just have to go to the membership site and say, maybe you do just need one idea that week. And then you can Mm -hmm. just look at the lesson plan pack for that month and find something. That's right. Um, Autumn, what about you? I too appreciate the lesson plan pack and being able to pick and choose what'll work for me. But I really love the Zoom calls Mm. and just being able to connect with teachers and 
talk it out because sometimes as music teachers, we face unique challenges that a regular K through five, K through 12 uh, teacher won't understand. And being able to discuss it with our peers is so helpful because sometimes we don't have anybody to turn to in person yeah. and having the support from Harmony has been so helpful and so good for my mental health. Awesome. I love that. Well, and you're usually put on a team of, it depends on what school you're at, but usually it will be like art, library, computer, PE. And although those teachers can relate to you as the, whatever you call it at your school teacher, special subjects teacher, they still don't necessarily understand what goes on in the music room. And so, like you said, having a community of other music teachers, one of the Harmony members in another episode, um, he was on, he said, it's kind of like a music teacher staff meeting is what he compared the Zoom calls to. And I'm like, I've never thought about it that way, but I guess it kind of is. Hey, music teacher friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Aren't these music teachers amazing? I'm so grateful that they came on the podcast to talk about their experience with Harmony with me. It means the world to me. So I want to let you know that maybe if you're curious about joining Harmony, but you kind of want to see a little bit of what the content looks like, I got you set up. So simply head to subscribe.thedomesticmusician.com forward slash Harmony Lesson Plan Sample. And there you will be able to download a free sample lesson plan pack. If you're listening to this episode after the Harmony doors already close, no worries. That PDF is available for you to download all school year long. And also, if the PDF is kind of too hard to find, simply click on the link in my show notes and you will be able to download it there. All right, without further ado, let's jump right back in with the episode. So I love that perspective. So Justin, what is your favorite part of the membership site if you could pinpoint something? For me, it's really kind of like like the all-inclusive package, I guess. Like if it's resources that you feel like you need, then those are available. Mm -hmm. If it's community support that you feel like you need, that's available. If it's, um, you know, kind of one-on-one mentoring type things, like if you need to talk something out one-on-one, um, you know, you are really great at making sure that everybody knows, hey, if you have a question, please email me. So that way, and I think that that's great that it's not like this, like disciplined pedagogy, like, okay, this is, this is how it goes. I mean, it's, you're, you've got a lot of freedom to make it your own. And I yeah. think as music teachers, a lot of times, whenever we are studying and learning, and maybe I'm speaking from an instrumentalist point of mm -hmm. view, because that's, mm -hmm that's my perspective, but you know, like whenever you're studying and you're kind of learning, it's like, you're kind of learning the right way, you, you know, to, yeah. to really master your instrument or to, and whether that's your voice or you're an instrumentalist or a conductor later on, uh, you know, it's like there are, and then as you, as you kind of progress, you have some freedom to break the rules once you know them really well, mm -hmm. but um, you know, kind of starting off, you don't, you don't really have a whole lot of freedom to do that. And then once you come into teaching, you've got so many more factors other than just that performance variable that you've got to, you've got to learn how to be comfortable in your own skin because yeah. the students are going to, they're going to smell that a mile away. Like if you're scared to death, they are going to know before they even walk in the door. <laughs> and, and, and I felt that even my first year or two as a band director too. And so I remember it's like, you know, I was, I think I was 23 whenever I, I started teaching band and I had, you know, 17, 18, and there was a couple 19 year old students in there. And I'm like, they're not that much younger than me. And so I had to learn very quickly 
you know, how to present myself that way. And, mm-hmm. but ultimately you, you've got to be comfortable with your own teaching style. It's got to feel natural and, and it's got to be something that you are okay with. And, and as I've gone through, there have been months where I've been really heavily involved with what was going on in harmony in several areas. And then there have been other months where I didn't need to spend as much quantity of the time doing those certain things, but there were specific things that I needed and I was yeah. able to, you know, dip into those and get those and get what I needed. Right. Um, but ultimately there's just, there's just a lot of freedom to kind of find yourself and find what works for you. And there's really something for everybody. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you join, one of the things I encourage members to do, and Lauren, like you said, it's different for you because you have not been a member as long because I only open enrollment twice a year. So I feel like the teachers kind of have a bigger advantage you join in the summer versus in January because you're like, you're in there, not like you have to rush through anything. I never one of the things I say is I never want you to feel like you have to keep up because the whole point of it is to help you beat the overwhelm, not cause more. But whether you join in the summer or in January, it's when you first come in, there's a section called start here. And one of the things I encourage you to do is there's a start here video to watch. And, um, and then you identify where you are and what's called a success path. And so the whole point of that is to, it goes from burnt out all the way to confident. And that is something I created to help you say, okay, I'm feeling this way. So I'm going to look at the action steps to help me identify what do I need to help me beat these emotions. And there's some many trainings and things. So I'm just curious because I've never asked. And if the answer is no, that's really okay too. But have you gone back and identified any of you where you are in the success path? And then have you noticed it kind of moving? Um, Because it's not going to stay in one place, but have you noticed it moving as you've been in harmony kind of from burnt out to feeling a little more confident? Can anybody touch on that? I'll answer that. I have not, but I know I'm better than I was before. And if I'm better, that's better for my students. So the classes are better. And I also think that joining in January is a really good idea because Mm. you need to be refreshed at that point. You're going to have to go back after the break. And it's sort of like, oh, my lesson plans are due again. (laughs) just so exhausted. (laughs) So it's just nice to have new, fresh ideas. Awesome. I love that. Justin, what about you? I I haven't gone back recently. Mm -hmm. Whenever I first kind of kicked into everything, I was really kind of deeply immersed in trying to read what I could and listen to what I could Mm -hmm. and all of that. And I think what helped me the most about, about seeing those things and in those resources is what I did is I went through those checklists and it probably, if nothing else brought about this awareness, like, Hey, this can happen. Or mm. these are the kinds of things that I can feel if this is the, good. so I think even just kind of bringing around this self-awareness, you know, and be, and part of that, I, I could identify with being a band director, you know, like there are certain times whenever you feel like, oh my gosh, we're never going to get through this month or, oh my gosh, we're never going to have this done by, you know, spring contest. And, you know, it's just, it's a never ending cycle. And so being able to kind of transfer some of those things that I had already experienced on that side of it into what may or uh, may not happen, but what has happened with others, as far as like being burnout or, uh, you know, not, not feeling confident with what you're doing or, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all the way moving to confidence, really kind of promotion of that self-awareness. And I think that that's a really important aspect 
of staying comfortable with who you are and and the more self-aware that we are um, the better we're going to be able to identify like what is it that I need to work on that I'm struggling the most with instead of spinning our wheels and just doing what we're really good at and the stuff that we are really not good at then we just like either skip or we're always terrible at it you know Mm -hmm. it's like being able to like really make yourself better in all of those aspects oh yeah that's a great answer yeah I love that Autumn, have you identified where you're where you're at in the success path, and has it kind of been fluid with moving around a little bit? Mine has been very fluid because different times of the school year, I I feel all of those things, <laughs> and it just depends on what month mm-hmm. it is. I especially feel it the burnt out in early December when I'm getting ready for presenting a program, but then re-examining your purpose in that program and helping the kids understand how they're making music. is It just helps you move from one spot to the other. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that we feel as music teachers and not everybody understands what we're going through. And it's just been so helpful to know that other people have been there and it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We talk about that a lot in our group too. And that's why every month it's kind of like, I know what you guys are feeling because I've been there, done that. But also in the lesson plan packs, I have a whole section of work home life balance and this is kind of like, this is probably how you're feeling this month. And this is kind of what you should kind of do to take care of yourself. Because harmony to me is not just about um, helping you as a music teacher, but also in your home life, helping you find that balance. And is it not going to be perfect? It is going to have ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And it's kind of like preparing ahead of time to know this coming month is going to be stressful because December for a music teacher is like, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but stressful, <laughs> I guess is what I mean, you guys know that. And so we talk a lot about that in the Facebook group on the Zoom calls. It's just like, here's probably what you're feeling. And then I don't know, you guys probably notice this too. When you say like, I'm feeling this way or I'm stressed because do you notice all the other teachers coming in saying me too, me too, me too, me too. And you're like, oh, and then it makes, like you said, Autumn, it makes you not feel so alone. Like, oh, well, maybe I'm not feeling, I'm feeling like this. Yeah, that's the part of having a group is that you're able to communicate with other members um, and kind of get feedback and be able to see you're not alone and you're not on a music teacher island like we call it. So I want to know, because I know, I know there's, I've gotten emails about this and I've gotten messages. I was interested in joining, but, and here's the main, one of the main objectives I hear is I'm just already so busy. So to join a membership site. So I don't think I'd even have time to do it. And so I know the answers I've given them, but I want to know from you guys, what would you say to someone who's thinking, I'm just too busy for this, or it's just one more thing to do? How would you answer a teacher feeling that way? You're going to get so much more support than you ever expected. (laughs) Um, Even though I sort of pick and choose and I'm not on there all the time and I don't do anything consistently. whenever I specifically need something or need to vent or need to ask a particular question. I mean, not just Jessica is there, but the group members and uh, it's just, you feel like they have your back. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And uh, you guys have touched on this already is the 
you kind of go in and get what you need. You don't feel like you have to keep up, but what else do you have to say around that? For, for me, it's really, you know, Harmony is, like we talked about before, it's not a class that you take and it's not such like this discipline pedagogy that you've just got to, you know, it's not structured like that. You don't apply it like that. And you really don't continue to grow from it like that either. It's really one of those, like, th this is really a toolkit. And if you've got a problem that you need to fix, you know, check in your toolkit and see. And so if you, if anybody wants to use, cause I've used that excuse before in other areas of my life at different mm -hmm. times. And the thing that I've learned that I've had to really be intentional about is that you can't make long-term decisions based on like those short-term emotions, especially with the way that a cycle of a year looks like for educators, because I mean, you may come to school in August, you're so pumped up. And then in like, end of September, early October, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can keep doing this. You know, <laughs> my kids are driving me crazy and we still have all these holidays to do. And then December comes and you're like, holy cow, like I picked the wrong job. I'm not cut out for this. You know, that's, yeah. that's all common for your first, for the first year. But um, like, I understand that there are times whenever you feel like you can't like fully commit to something to do it justice. Like mm -hmm. I, I totally understand that. But at the same time, like you can't have the mindset that I can't add just one more thing whenever, if you're going to say that something is important to you, like teaching and you're struggling and you need some help, then you've got to just kind of stop, take a look at what you've got to reprioritize. And yeah. if, if, if what you want to do is be an effective educator um, and there's, there's things in there that are, that are keeping you from doing that, then that's a great time to kind of reprioritize and say, you know what, I don't have all the time that I need to go through this uh, Harmony program like I want, but what do I have the time to go through? Maybe it's just part of the resources, or maybe it's just one Zoom call in the first quarter, you yeah. know, or maybe it's just a couple of emails or, you know, so like find those things that you can, because we can make that excuse that we're too busy about anything, but really all distract, all all distractions do is they reorganize your priorities. And if we're not being intentional with which priorities we're allowing to kind of consume our time and consume our energy, then they're going to consume us because you can stay so dis distracted. You don't get anything done. Right. And, That's um, true. and I had to, and I had to learn that lesson as a band director because I constantly mm. felt like, Oh my gosh, like I've been here like 70 hours this week and I still, we have so much more left to do. And, and you know, it's, mm -hmm. If if you're serious about wanting to better yourself, you've got to you've got to find ways to to prioritize those things that are going to help make you better. And there may be times whenever you're like, I can't add one thing to my plate right now. But that's right. That may be for that moment. You know, that's not mm -hmm. going to last forever. And don't you know, like if if harmony sounds enticing to you, or if harmony sounds uh, like a resource that you could really benefit from don't make that long-term decision the week that you are in the middle of like, you got stuff going on at home or stuff going on with your kids. And then you're feeling overwhelmed. You know, don't make those long-term decisions in those short-term emotional moments. Cause then you'll miss out on those opportunities. Right. 
So that leads us right into my next question, actually. That's a perfect segue because I've actually had people miss out on the enrollment period. And I've had people say, well, why do you close the doors at all? Because I truly believe in shifting my focus and just focusing on my members. If I was just promoting all the time and just constantly trying to get people in the door, it, I feel like it would cause confusion for everyone. Be like, they're new. You're not, okay, this, you know, and it would just be constantly like, trying to find new people and then worrying. Anyways, I like to just focus on my members and just to serve you guys. And so um, I, what I was going to say is I've had people email me and say, oh, I wish I had joined or oh, I just missed it by two days. Can I come in? And I'm like, no, you can, you know, the next enrollment period is here and it may make me sound mean, but I have the doors open for a certain reason at a certain time. But with that said, I wanted to ask you guys, those who are hesitant, and you just touched on this, Justin, but those who are hesitant to join for whatever reason, or maybe they're like, oh, I'll join next time. My opinion is if they join when, you know, the next enrollment period opens, that they are going to get so much traction. Like if they wait six months or whatever it might be, then think of all the progress they could have been making in those six months besides waiting to join in six months, if that makes sense. So Autumn, do you have anything to add to that? Someone who might be hesitant to join because of whatever reason? You never know when you're going to be really inspired. And by not joining sooner, you're missing out on moments of inspiration, whether it be from the Harmony site or from the community that you develop. I've been inspired so many times by the Harmony members because we just talk to each other and we share our experiences and we build off of each other's ideas. And I think that makes me a better music educator because I'm not just relying on my own resources and my own expertise because even though I've been at this for 10 years, I still don't feel like I've mastered my uh, my art of teaching, but leaning on each other for support. It's such a great community to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that's been the most beneficial part. And if you're not a member, you're missing out because Jessica is a great support and she leads us in ways that push us a little bit outside of our comfort zone, but they also help us to be self-reflective and prioritize based on what we want for our families and our students. Mm, I love that. One of the other things I've heard too, and um, you may or may not have heard this from people too, but I know I've had these thoughts. Um, I have paid programs I've been a part of to help me actually teach me how to run an online business. I didn't just know how to do this. And so one thing that I've heard people say is, well, I'm already in free Facebook groups or I'm already, I have a, a podcast that's free to listen to. I have a free Facebook group. But people are thinking, well, why would I pay for something if I could just get value for free? Do you have anything to say to them about that? The free is good. It's needed. It's important. I think having people provide value anywhere for music educators is important. But what would you say to a teacher saying, I could just, you know, what, what would be the benefit of joining this? I think this is just much more consistent. Like I think I said, you just provide so much more than I ever dreamed. <laughs> um, and then for me, as far as hesitancy and joining, I don't really think I hesitated. And I think you kind of have to go with your gut. If you're feeling mm -hmm. like you need more support or you're looking for more ideas or you're feeling burnt out, you kind of have to 
go with that. And, you know, what's the harm in trying? I, I am a little frustrated that, you know, eventually when things settle down, I want to look at more of what's available on there. But mm -hmm. um, it's still, whatever I can use is still helpful. Yeah, that's true. And it's a monthly membership. So if it isn't the right fit, then it's just, that's okay too. But like you mm -hmm. said, get in and try it. And then what's the harm? If it doesn't work out, there's no hard feelings. I promise you. I will not like hold you hostage in the group and be like, you can't go. <laughs> Justin, did you have anything to add to that? You know, as whenever I talk to instrumental students, cause I still teach lessons a little bit on the side and, you know, sometimes they kind of have this hesitancy to really like jump into to lessons, you know, and, um, Almost always I, I hear stories about parents who are like, yeah, we started off watching videos on YouTube and we talked to a few people and I'm, and you know, I tell them, I'm like, Hey, there's a lot of great resources out there. There's a lot of ones that are less than great. And you're going to have to wade through some, some stuff before you really mm -hmm. find things that one are not just quality, but are going to work for you. And, you know, and, and harmony is, is, you know, if, if all you're focused on is the cost, then, you know, maybe you're looking for the wrong thing anyway. Mm. But, you know, like if you, I mean, if you really are interested in finding quality content from someone who really devotes a large amount of time and a large amount of who they are into helping you, then this is a fantastic option. And I, and I think that, you know, and I was a consumer of the free side, you know, last spring getting into the summer before I decided to, to join Harmony in the summer mm -hmm. anyway, because I was listening to the podcast and all of that. And all I could think of was, man, if, if there's going to be more than just what I'm able to get here, then that's what I need. Awesome. And, um, and, you know, and I had to kind of decide, you know, like, do we, do I want to pay the money? Okay. I'm okay with paying the money now. Mm -hmm. How much do I need to, to, do or to consume if you want to call it that but how much do I need to be involved in to justify that and like once I got rid of thinking like the dollar sign side it's like what is going to make, make me a better elementary music educator for someone who has never taught elementary music before it's going to be getting around other people who do it getting experience from those people having somebody who cares about what they're putting out, who is willing to do the one-on-one -on -one thing, who connects you with other people who are in the same boat um, and, and all of those things. And, and once you get refocused on like, what is it that I wanna get out of this? Then you're not thinking, well, you know, am I gonna have enough time? I'm really busy and you know, it's a little bit of money. Do I have to, you know, it's, once you think about like, does it, is it aligned with what your priorities are as an educator? If the answer is yes, then, then sometimes you just gotta find a way to make it happen. Right. I love that. And Autumn, one thing you and I have talked about before too is, um, especially right now during COVID-19, we had a conversation the other day actually about the, there's all these Facebook groups providing so much value right now, but sometimes when you're in there, sometimes you feel like you're saying the wrong thing or asking the wrong questions. And it, it, I don't feel like it starts that way intentionally, but sometimes it's always like a, no, I do it this or that's not right. Do it like this. And or kind of like a negative feel, not everyone in there. But um, one thing I love about the harmony group is like, I never see that. And if I do, I would obviously address it, but I feel like it's just all positivity and just supporting each other. But do you agree with that autumn? Do you feel like it's just different than other groups that you maybe have been a part of too? It is. It is a, a strong sense of positivity because 
we all just have something to share and everyone can take from it what they need and turn it in a way that will work for them. And mm -hmm. it's almost as if there are no wrong answers. You just have to be willing to share. Yeah. And you can work it out together or you can just talk it out yourself. Sometimes just having someone to listen helps you solve those problems before they've really been solved. Yeah, I love that. Well, before we go, I'm going to go around and just ask you one at a time if there's anything else you want to say about being a Harmony member that we haven't discussed today or any closing thoughts. So, Justin, I'll just go in and start with you. And then, yeah, so take it away. <laughs> I, I think without being redundant from what everybody else has said and kind of what I've said is I, I just want to say that I'm really grateful. Um, I feel fortunate that I was able to find um, this community and this group and, and the program that you've got, Jessica, you know, the, the podcast, whenever I first started listening to it, one of the things that I noticed very quickly is that like, you're not afraid to be yourself, <laughs> you know, like, and you are, you know, you're super transparent, you're very genuine and like, you don't, you don't have like this uh, agenda, you know, you don't have this ego that is shiny, you know, I mean, you are the kind of person that everybody needs to learn lessons from on like how to be an effective communicator, how to be an effective uh, facilitator for others coming together. And um, I think that's probably a big reason why I stuck with listening to the podcast initially, because I, I honestly didn't even know what I was looking for right. when I first started listening. And, you know, you get on there and, and back then it was, you know, I drink all the coffee and we watch Razorback sports and all of those things. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like this, this feels like, you know, the, the kind of personality that I want to surround myself with. And so once we got in and started talking, like, there's not a lot of ego in our harmony group. And I think you, mm. you said it well, that there's not a lot of drama with the people that are there. We're not in competition mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to one up each other. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a safe place. Um, and uh, I am just, I feel very fortunate and I'm really grateful and hats off to you, Jessica, for, for doing such a fantastic job this year. I appreciate that so much. Probably more than you even know. Thank you. Lauren, what about you? Anything that we haven't discussed today or you want others to know about joining Harmony before we go? Well, I think most educators are probably lifelong learners. I mean, I like to look things up and research things and learn more about things. And this just has gotten my wheels turning in a different way so that I'm just mm. uh, thinking more about what I'm doing and just analyzing more and um, having new ideas. And something that surprised me when I joined was that Jessica all of a sudden popped on with this hello video just from her with my name. <laughs> I was like, yeah. really? Who, who does that? Yeah. So it's, it's very, you know, it can be very personalized, um, but it just, I enjoy being challenged and continuing to think and grow and, and learn. And um, it just, it just allows me more chances to do that. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Autumn, what about you? Anything you want others to know about Harmony before we go? It's helped me to be more intentional with the time I have with my students. Mm -hmm. And since joining Harmony, I've been more accepting of any mistakes that I've made. And I've been willing to grow. Because it's not every class is going to be the exact same. You can't treat 
every class the same, just as all of our students are unique, all of our classes are unique. And sometimes we have to approach those in a different way with different priorities. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you being on the podcast and I've enjoyed this conversation so, so, so very much. So thank you. Well, hey there. I am so glad that these Harmony teachers came on my podcast to explain the reasons behind joining Harmony for them. They decided to join this membership site, some of them as founding members without ever knowing what the membership site was truly going to be, just saw my vision. Some of them have been a part of Harmony for a year now, and some joined us in January when I relaunched, but you know what? I'm telling you right now that once members come in, I'm telling you, I really don't see very many teachers leaving because they want to stick around. It's truly hard to put into words what the experience for you will be like in this membership site unless you join us because it is truly like nothing I have ever been a part of. And yes, I'm the creator of it, but I'm telling you, the expectations I had of this membership site and what it's turned out to be over a year have completely blown me away. These teachers show up for each other. They are there for each other. They feel like a family. In fact, we call each other the Harmony Fam. I love the conversations we have in the Zoom calls and the way they come and um, help each other out in the Facebook group and the lesson plans I see them implementing and the um, way I hear them saying they've gone from feeling overwhelmed and stressed out to feeling a little bit more confident and it's not as overwhelming this year trying to plan lesson plans every day. Not only that, when COVID-19 hit, they still showed up for each other. We still collaborated. We showed up and had conversations. And that's what's great about a membership site is you always have a home base and a place to go, even if things go crazy like they did last school year. So this school year, I'm planning to show up even bigger. And we are going to have monthly Zoom calls like we did last year. I'm going to be hopping in the Facebook group all the time. You get monthly done-for-you lesson plans for the entire school year with a curriculum map. But also this school year, I am going to adapt every lesson plan pack that's already been created. And I'm going to also add ideas for virtual teaching or other teaching situations you may find yourself in and also make sure that if you're stuck in ways to find equity in your music classroom, we're going to discuss that as well. And we are going to constantly have conversations and I'm going to provide bonus resources as well as lesson plan packs with all kinds of information you need in there too. Not only that, we have some guest experts joining us this year. Most of them have been previous podcast guest of mine who are going to come in the membership site to offer mentorship to the members and they can ask them any questions and you joining us can ask any questions as well. And the five-day challenge that just happened for Harmony members right now, it's going on for like a lot more days. It's a 30-day challenge for Harmony members. As a member, you get so many more benefits that I can't even explain on this little podcast ad right here. So what I want you to do is head to harmonymembership.teachable.com and click on the button that says Harmony Hub. And there you will be able to scroll all the way down and read all about Harmony. You'll be able to see what other music teachers have said, and you'll be able to see all the benefits that you get by being a member. 
if you have any questions along the way, please just email me at jessica at the domestic musician.com or right there on that page I just sent you to. I will be online, online answering any questions for the next five days. Doors close on Tuesday, June 30th at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. So don't wait and join Harmony so you can find clarity as a music teacher and feel like you are able to breathe again and really enjoy your teaching. And I hope to see you inside.